0: Welcome and join me today on the Hi Hello Sura podcast where I decode and deconstruct the stories, secrets and skills of the creators of our time. If you are looking to challenge the status quo and get new perspectives, join me as I share with you practical advice that you can use to impact your life and help those around you today. Hey there and welcome to the Hi Hello Sura show. I'm your host Sura Al Naimi. On this particular show, we are inviting you to a sonic tasting experience. So think of it as a mouth experiment, woolly wonka meets electronic music. So we are going to be working with Caroline Hopkinson, who is a food and drink anthropologist who was on a previous show, and Anita Stubenra, who is a creative and writer, was also on a previous show who talked about crafting yourself as the hero in your own story. On this particular episode we're going to be looking at the relationship between sound and flavor perception. So it's very exciting and we wanted to invite you to also have this experience. So if you would like to participate we are going to be inducing a few key ingredients that you may or may not have to hand. The ingredients are coffee, so plain coffee, or a coffee lozenge, if you can manage it, popping candy, seaweed, a honey lozenge, as well as a gum jaw stopper. And I will have all of this information in the show notes, and equally, If you would just like to have all of these ingredients packaged for you, you can get them at unusualingredients.co. So without further ado, I will invite Caroline and Anita to introduce themselves before we get into this immersive experience.
1: My name is Caroline Hopkinson. I'm a food artist and food anthropologist, and I'm obsessed by different eating rituals, how people interact with food and the senses and how all of this comes together in order to create this amazing co amazing experiences. So I'm all about experiences and um, yes, I'm really excited to obviously be at your show today and to be here with Anita as well.
2: I'll take uh, that as my cue to introduce myself. I'm Anita Steubenra. Um, I am just privileged to be a part of this amazing uh, mouth experiment, um, mouth and sound experiment. I'm a writer, creative in Murphys, California, building an event and retreat space called the Land of Make and Believe. Um, And even if I had tried, I don't think I could have made believe my way into the experience I'm about to have.
0: Yay. (laughs) Well welcome yeah. both of you and it's, it's been really exciting to have both of you on previous shows and uh, everybody that i was spoken to has been super excited to listen to both of your shows and your words of wisdom. So um, and I was actually talking to somebody about what we we're about to do today when I went to the coffee shop and he and his daughter cannot wait to listen to this episode. So without further ado Caroline what are we going to be doing today?
1: So I'm really excited to introduce you to Unusual Ingredients, which is a real pet project of mine for two years, with a, together with Dr. Thompson Bell, and he is an amazing musician on experimental music, and we were researching for the last two years how sound and flavor really correspond to each other and really brings out different flavor notes and actually brings out different music notes as well. It's really interesting how, even when you say flavor notes, you know, like there's so much in the language, like the high notes and sweet notes, which are high notes as well. So for the last two years, I've been researching um, the impact and the interrelationship between food and flavor. And the outcome of this is actually just, I'm really excited to actually show this. It's this lovely box, which is an album. So if you open it up, um, it's, it's a proper album, how they used to have, that you can put on a record player and the ingredients as well. So we focused on different ingredients. We came across the ingredients rather than dishes, which is really important as well, because dishes carry so many different memories and associations with them as well. So we want to keep it quite pure. So sometimes, you know, like when, I'm mentioning popping candy or coffee sweet, or these are really exact, or these are roasted marshmallows as well. So they really dip into memories and the feeling of childhood. And they have very specifically um, composed pieces of music, sound pieces of music to go with them. These are the ones that you're gonna to listen to today. So we took a, a little selection of well, my favorite goodies in, in there so as well to highlight it all. So you have the sound and flavor, with a spe- special, um, they're quite electronic sound pieces because when it comes to anything too melodic, we have so many own associations. I was like, "Oh my god, I hated that holiday in Italy," or I don't know. So, so it's really like it's really important to keep it pure and free of associations. Um, in the area of because I mean, there's so much food and there's so many ingredients. So, where did we start? So, we focused on three areas. So, you have flavor, flavor. Um, And the flavor modulation, which goes from bitter to sweet. We have mouthfeel and texture, which is inherent in food as well. And then we have terroir. So, for instance, for one of the experiences for today is the seaweed. Seaweed is heavily linked in the habitat of the sea. So you obviously have a provenance in terroir. And it's really interesting to describe it almost how you would describe a delicious wine. You know, it can only be made from the thing and almost anchoring and honoring the the natural provenance of the food item as well. So we have provenance, uh, mouthfeel and texture and flavor. Um, so that's, that's how these ingredients came in. And obviously we're trying to, you know, like showcase as many ingredients as possible and different ways of how music can actually highlight and actually create a change in your perception of the taste. It, it, I can't physically do anything to the inside of your mouth. So please, you know, if you have this, don't stare anywhere ideally close your mouth when you when you have the food item in your mouth and you're listening to it's almost like in a good yoga class you know soften your gaze ideally close your mouth because your sense of sight people end up staring at something because as if the answer is there it's like it's not about the sense of sight so the the show really happens inside your mouth oh the show
0: happens inside your mouth that's wonderful (laughs) Uh so before we proceed Anita did you have any questions for Caroline before we get into it?
2: No, I don't think so. I think I'm I'm just ready to 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 try this. I have no idea what to expect, I'm, I'm like stoked.
3: We cool.
1: too. We too. Uh, okay, we great. A, we have the first um item is a coffee sweet. And the, obviously you could use, if you don't have a coffee sweet, you could use coffee, ideally black coffee at home. We use halter coffee sweets because they have a certain, um, you know, thickness and, and size because the music is ideally composed for the average lasting estimated consumption time it has. <laughs> for the coffee suite to dissolve, if you place it straight onto your tongue and rotate it clockwise and slowly obviously don't bite or chew and try to really give it that mindfulness and that attention to it. Try to really you know like move it around your mouth clockwise and ideally it should last as long as a coffee So you can break off as soon as you get a reaction as well because we obviously want to get through as many ingredients as possible today. So without much further ado, if you place it on top of your tongue, really don't bite and chew and just yeah. the
2: thief reaction. At first it seemed like the music was making it taste sweeter. Like the the sort of the Mm -hmm. higher the notes and it like it sort of took away some bitterness. And then it made it seem like the music was making it melt uh and become more chocolatey flavored. Which was just really interesting because mm. I don't I I don't drink coffee because for me the flavor is just kind of too bitter.
1: Oh,
2: um, so to have like the sweet yeah, yeah. and sort of roundness like around it, like and melty, chocolatey goodness, like was like oh maybe I do like coffee. <laughs> yeah
3: because
1: you have the sonic taste uh, like helping of that. I mean it's, uh, it's based, um, the, those, those music pieces are based on a study by Professor Charles Spence, a part of Oxford University and I worked with him as well and it's about you know how a high frequency really brings out the sweetness and that's so great on coffee because especially at those coffee sweets because they they lie exactly in the middle on the flavor wheel between sweetness and bitterness and you know like that viscosity of you know, chocolatey, like thicken, like the thickness and the lightness. So you can really push it from that sweetness into the bitterness, and you can take it forwards and backwards. And the beauty, obviously, of that is as well, is there are different flavors in there as well, that it's reversible as well, because obviously, we're not changing anything inside your mouth. It's just your perception of, of the of the coffee as well. That, you know, like the high notes really bring out that sweetness. And a lot of people who don't like coffee they're like, actually, you know what? I like coffee. It's really interesting. And then the darkness, it brings out chocolatey. It brings out bitterness and a heaviness as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we all have that when, you know, Darth Vader comes onto the screen. We have a dark, menacing sound and we have the good person coming. So sound is always used to almost prompt us, you know, like to set a little habitat, to paint the room, you know, to, to paint, to prepare the stage. So it is really amazing how that anchors our taste perception as well. Oh,
3: that's remarkable. We have the, um, the reverse. Do we
0: want to do that one or do we want to? Re- I think
1: we know that just the reverse is just the, the idea, of the beauty of this is obviously because you're not changing the taste itself that is inherent in the, in the suite. It's just your perception. The beauty of this is can go back and forth and back and forth but I think we should go I mean that's I mean I think Sura knows it's one of my favorite ingredients I have it in a little uh, candy it's popping candy and um, popping candy for me is really beautiful as well because sound it's a bit like the sense of scent it's really bypasses any rational thought and it really can transport us back to a childhood memory and it's something so you know, aloof and funny and lighthearted as popping candy, which I really like because we all know it from a childhood memory. But what I like as well is like here we're actually creating a sound communally together as well, and overlaying it hopefully over the sound as well. So it's like yeah, that using your body as an instrument and and you know being really playful, maybe opening and closing your mouth, and obviously you have the internal trigenal sound and the external sound as well. Obviously, what with of the of the sweet term. So, um, um, yeah, so obviously I love popping candy.
2: Is there like a, a just a, a way to approach eating this? Do I just kind of pour in or?
1: <laughs> the way to approach is to um, pour as much as possible, humanly possible inside your <laughs> mouth.
3: Wow. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> I'll push play right now.
1: Your faces are priceless. I, love it.
3: <laughs> I haven't had those since forever. I don't remember the last time I had this.
1: I loved your reaction to that because there's something so yet magical and childlike, wonderish about it. It's like the idea that suddenly I can almost project your in like your, your inner childlike, former version of yourself onto your faces. Although I haven't known you as a child then.
2: It was wild, like, so I've been listening to Mythos, um, like a retelling of all these Greek myths by Stephen Fry. And it's so good. And there's like the section at the beginning where he's talking about like chaos and the void and like, you know, the things becoming and like the experience of holding the popping candy in my mouth with that music, it literally felt like the prim- primordial ooze, like of things becoming, and like into being and life and things was like happening inside my mouth. It was
1: what? It's, yeah. I love that because the inner, the inner sound mixed with the outer sound, it, it almost creates more than the sum of its parts. It's, it creates something that isn't there before. And you suddenly experience your own body as a sound as part of, you know, like, I mean, I don't want to overdo, but like, it does feel like a weird popping candy connection to the universe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that.
3: I feel very surprised if you woke up in the morning. I was
2: expecting a popping candy connection to the universe.
3: <laughs> right.
1: There's always something new to do. That. So like, that's why I love popping candy because it's something, I mean, obviously I love food because it's really accessible and really democratic, but weirdly, you know, like you reach with food something so deeper and different ideas and especially as something as, you know, as, you know, mundane and everyday and childlike and almost, you know, silly as popping candy. And I love that. that, like, you know, you, you come from popping candy to the universe and Muthos and Stephen Fry's idea of chaos theory. So
3: it, it made me want to dance actually. Like I suddenly wanted to like have it like circulate throughout my whole book. I saw I that. Moving. I saw Ooh. Yeah, it was really inspiring, and I love that you said that we could put as much as possible, like, into our mouth. Like, it like when did I like have permission to do that before? <laughs> so it, it really did tap into this like childlike wonder for me, you know.
2: I'm like looking inside to see what else like, I if I have oh. any left, so I can have more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please, myself. It's completely really undervalued. I think popping candy definitely it is. But it's that sound and I think the way that it cracks, but it's amazing how much like the, having the right sound. I mean, do listen to other music too, as well. Having the right sound really, it makes it pop even more and it makes your mouth salivate even more. So I think that's really interesting because here you have obviously the flavor, but this is very much a play on texture and mouthfeel. So you know with, with the coffee sweet We had the flavor and here this is about it's really another take on mouthfeel and flavor and actually using your own body as part of the music as well so weirdly although we are so far apart we had this kind of communal sound experience because we were actively creating the sounds as well so I find that always really interesting as well.
3: Well, The way that you said to like open our mouths and close them it becomes like a, a siren you know of modulation for these sounds and mm-hmm. um, and it changed my experience. But when I, like, you know, kind of opened my eyes and got to see you guys for a second, and then I went back in. It's was just um, yeah. so much fun. In one eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> when you were developing this, were you like in the proximity with these sound artists or were you working at a distance, yeah. like we're at a distance right now?
1: No, we were actually uh, very lucky to, because they were up in Leeds, so that's three hours on the train. So. We had a lot of sessions where we just sat together. That's why we have this weird parameters, like estimated consumption time. And it was about trial and error and trial and error while being in sound booth and eating a lot of food, and literally a lot of food and say, so like, actually, this is like ginger is fast. And this is the mouthfeel and trying to kind of to modulate that as well together. So that was great as well. That's so too. But especially, that's why we have the idea of the amount of, and how you eat it is really important as well. So, um, because the pieces are designed around a really specific, you know, sound piece as well. So, I mean, the next one is really interesting He's already mentioned mouthfeel with the popping candy, but it's, um, this is um, toasted seaweed. So, toasted seaweed is obviously has its natural habitat, its provenance and its natural way is um, uh, in the sea. So, it's very maritime, but here we try to really create a little story so the idea that you are right above the sea you take it in and you know obviously everyone who's ever eaten seaweed or nori it is really dry it sticks to the top of your tongue inside It's, but then obviously we dive right in beneath the sea and then we come back out again so if ideally if you place it forward or fold it once over and then place the entire seaweed onto your tongue and let it dissolve on its own accord so try not to chew it or anything so let it dissolve And listen to the sound. I was waiting for you guys to come back up again, because it tells, You know, it really takes you on that story, you're outside, you dive right beneath the waves, and then it's that feeling of almost drowning, you know, like you're in there and there's so much water, and it's like, okay, we have to wait until you guys come up again to give you that moment of um, re-emergence. So it's a little, here we try to tell a little story as well with it, but while anchoring it deeply in its maritime terroir as well, so.
2: In Harry Potter, there's like, uh, oh God, I'm not going to remember the, I think it's the Goblet of Fire. Um, gillyweed is like a thing that he takes so he can go into the lake and he can like breathe underwater. It felt like this seaweed was a mechanism that allowed me to go underneath the water and be okay with being in this totally foreign environment where I normally wouldn't be able to breathe. Um, And as I, as like, like saliva moisture, like gathered in my mouth, like there was even like this sort of like waving of the seaweed inside my mouth, the way that I would imagine that it would like wave as the motion of the ocean. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was wild. And as we, we surface again, like what was left of the seaweed was like moving and clumping and sort of gathering in places the way that it would like getting stuck to people's legs or like you know caught on a twig or like washed up on shore um that was yeah yeah I love it
1: amazing yeah I love it's one of my favorite as well because it really hear the sound something that is so dry and sticking to the top of your mouth and suddenly as soon as you have it anchored in, in, in all the sea, and then you hear the sound of the sea, the saliva starts flowing and it's, it really plays with it. And it almost it feels like the sound makes the saliva inside your mouth really flow. It's really weird. It's, it's, it's almost so like I had some reactions from people saying, like, it's almost so strong, it's almost disturbing. It's like that. I feel like you feel like drowning, something suffocated. suffocating. There's so much water and moisture in your mouth there's not so much more moisture if anything there's less moisture in your mouth because it's salted seaweed but it's it's again that perception of moisture and it's um i really like playing with it here with the mouthfeel and the terroir together as well so i mean,
3: i just felt like i was dropping into this deep meditation it felt so i just it, it was it was like pleasant and i was there and then finally i went underwater and i just was submerged into this like relaxed state, like my smile was so visceral, like my cheeks were hurting because I was so relaxed. I think it could be like part of my morning routine. <laughs>
2: I'm like imagining all of this use cases for this,
3: Right. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking about yeah, like that, and do you do this with sushi? Like, because. You could
1: have QR codes, which are, I mean, I worked before with Sainsbury's as well, QR codes or tech, because the great thing is we carry an amazing sound piece, sound device with us at all times. And what I love about, you know, whether it's QR codes or Bluetooth, you can almost start playing it without you having to actively engage with it. So you could be Somewhere and having the headphones in as well. Um, and I mean, I love, I love all the applications for that as well, especially now that we are more digital based, the idea that enhancing our consumer or just our experience of life and being together. And it's amazing because we're just having a digital experience, which, and, you know, in essence is very two dimensional, but we're having something almost metaphysical because we're using so many of our senses. We're eating the same food, we're having this. So I think it's amazing about breaking. you know like that fifth or like sixth digital wall as well the idea of almost it's it's more real than being real sitting around a table and just having you know like beer and crisps so i think it's really interesting how how you can actually use certain elements to have this communal experience that is often not given when you're having a digital or virtual version of something so that's i find that really interesting plus obviously just modulating flavors very much to your own liking the idea of i can You know, like, as you said, you like coffee. I like coffee sweet. Maybe that's every time you go into a certain coffee shop, you'll have a certain frequency you can download, which is calibrated to your flavor profile or preference.
2: Well, even like being able to use all these tools to like prompt or trigger an experience, like this last one made me almost feel like... um, I had listened to an album before, that was like a shamanic journey. So like drums and like a a guided experience for like what to go and look for like when you are in this meditative state. Oh my God, like how rich that meditative experience can be like you're talking about Sura, just using tools like this and like your thoughtfulness and expertise and like collaboration with these artists, like what incredible experiences you can create.
1: Yeah, more meaningful experiences as well because an experience often is played at you, in a, you know, from a very two-dimensional side. But the idea that you are forced to engage, you know, like so much that you are the sound when, with a popping candy, you're part of the sound. So you're part of this communal experience. So I think that's, that's really interesting. I mean, one thing, having talked to you earlier, the idea of mindfulness and honoring, you know, where items come from. So it's really interesting because our next item is a honey lozenge. So this is a honey lozenge which is very much um, a soothers and again because we tried different honeys the soothers for us was the right shape and the right packaging and the right thing the idea that it had a liquid center so you needed a moment of a you know like that uh, you know like that breakthrough moment that you break through something and then you burst through into a very really soft liquid gooey center and here this one is, if you can see it's actually wrapped inside the time taken from the apiary so we went up to an apiary in the north of england and recorded the sounds and the of the beehive so the busy busy bees are really busy and they spent a lot of time harvesting every single drop of honey in order to make honey so i think it's about honoring the work that goes into certain food items as well and mindfulness and the idea of hyperlocality so Obviously, this is a Souders, but yeah, the time which you have wrapped around is from that very apiary. So I think it's really nice to have that connection as well there from sound and, and items around there. So, um, yeah, so should we just go, go into, into the Beehive? Thank you. It feels like we're all, we're all there together, having this trip together
3: to the north of England, to Newcastle. I yeah, I grew up having these lozenges when I was ill. This was a very different experience.
1: <laughs> Not accompanied by, by beehives, no?
3: No, no. I mean, I, I usually associate it with some sort of relief, but there's this, notion of like I'm having this because I you know I'm bad cough or you know this so it just I felt like I was I don't know the hills are alive <laughs> skipping through this field.
1: You managed to have the sound difference as you break broke through the outer casing to the liquid center or did you manage to coincide with the sound inside the beehive because you know like we start outside and then we're going inside so it's a bit like. You know, if you're scared of peas, it becomes for a moment quite claustrophobic, but obviously that's the idea is to coincide with, a, you know, breaking through, through the gooey centre there as well. So I love the honey piece because it obviously, you know, like you have a lot of flavour in, in honey, obviously that there's honey and eucalyptus in there, um, which, which is, is, is really interesting um, as a flavour note. And then you have to see the mouthfeel, the idea of something that is just sweet and sticky and then you have the gooey you know the change in in, in viscosity and the thickness and then you obviously have the provenance as well that hyper provenance the idea that honoring the bee that is making it while i'm tasting it so to create that weird not weird but almost spiritual or mindful very much like, like a mindfulness connection
2: i don't think i broke through to the gooey center yet oh, <laughs>
1: so because you're <laughs> approximating it on people's you know like um you know some people are very you know, like they, they they like like impatience and the, the impatient level so one of the parameters was you know like the human impatience level is so high that at some point people do you know put more tension and pressure to, towards the sweetness
2: i think it's happening now <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, can put, you can put the buzzing back on yeah yeah you want on it for a second
2: yeah the experience that i was having with it was um like the time like earthy element like connected me back to the work of the bees it felt like Mm. and then like um i interpreted the like uh, um for me it was like more restful there was like a restful cycle somewhere where it was like uh like work, work, work and rest, 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 work, 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 work and rest, 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 rest. And like, I was just, um, it was like a sort of hanging with the bees like in that state of mind.
3: Yeah, because we dip in and out, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because you can end up flying out and then you come back in, you come up and obviously that's what they do all day. But I think it's really nice. I mean, something as simple as the sound of a beehive to actually have these recordings and, and the, the taste of something, how the taste of provenance and proximity and almost the idea of the making, someone creating the very food item you're eating and actually almost having that really kind of very intimate connection and like obviously cross species, whether it's a human or not, but or in that case, the bee, like the idea of, I think that's really interesting to almost bridge that gap of, of time as well, because obviously it does take quite a, you know, like a long, it's almost like a sonic time-lapse as well. Right, absolutely. So so yeah, that's like the honey for me, it's like it's something that brings the two um, together. So the last one we have is obviously the one that really throws you right back onto the school playground, you know, whether you had a good time or a bad time. So we had people (laughs) who said like, oh no, I am not school and I was told off for chewing gum um, this is obviously Bubblegum Gobstopper. I really like them because they are, you know, like straight out of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Something that is something that, you know, this is something more manageable, but try to break through the outer casing and try to blow a bubble with it as well. Which is, um, yeah, it is literally taking you straight back to your seven year old self on the school playground. So let's go back in time. So it's a bit of sonic time traveling we're doing here as well with a magic pill.
3: All right, let's do this.
1: I'm really bad at blowing a bubble, but I will try one.
2: That was great. <laughs> mm.
1: It's, I mean, I, I love the fact that it's definitely, it throws you around and then like popping through, and hearing the kids play as well. But I, I mean, it's so sour. I love like, you know, your face is crunching up. And at times I thought like, should I warn you guys? It's just really sour. It's not just a little bit sour. It's, you know, it's little face. But I like that almost that dare, that childlike dare as well. It's like you put it in your mouth and there's just so much happening. It's like, you, and you know, because I like healthy eating but there's some things that are just out there that just manipulate more in your mouth. But I like that moment. It has those two acts. The the big hard shell and then the moment you break through and it's almost a cathartic relief as well that oh here i am
3: Mm -hmm. i really felt like i'd accomplished something
1: when i got through Mm -hmm. yeah it's very cathartic it's almost like you know like the equivalent of a
3: seven-year-old orgasm (laughs) I have the best two shots from this conversation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the for me it was like the there's so much like bigness about that experience or like the size of the gobstopper, especially like relative to the size as a child's mouth, right? Like it's like the whole mouth. And then like just trying to move it around, like as the flavors start to like reveal in your face is like all the scrunch. And like chewing, it's like, it's like in the sense, it's just like everything is so intense mm. that it felt like being a kid that age, like tr- experiencing something for the first time that is at like a level 11. And like yeah. as we adults,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, as adults, like how often do we get to experience anything that like even approximates an 11, if that's like a, like a first or even something we've revisited. So that is delightful.
1: <laughs> it feels you must always that because initially the size of them is not that big, but right. I think music almost amplifies or highlight amplifies everything is amplified because the flavor. I mean, it is sour, and I had had them without the sound, but weirdly with the sound, it, it's more sour. It's bigger. It's the whole thing. It's it, yeah, like it's that almost sound amplification as well. That sound really kind of brings you back because suddenly you do have that. I mean, obviously everyone has different memories from childhood so we tried really, really carefully there to have that you know like children playing outside because for some people they had a traumatic experience and they're not allowed to chewing gum they were told off but it is really interesting the idea because when we launched it we had this big concert hall as well in London and you're not allowed to blow bubbles and they were like all these people dressed up blowing bubbles in a big auditorium so it goes against nature because you feel so childlike but anything grown up you're not supposed to you know like chew gum at each other and that loud mastication sound and the blowing the bubble i love that it feels really incredibly naughty gobstopper mm-hmm.
3: really <laughs> i think this is the, the transportive nature of all these ingredients like you know like 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 a faux pas to have a gobstopper like really <laughs> you know as an adult i can do whatever i want when i want but then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, this is good," you know. But I think it's really powerful as
1: well using the senses in order to unlock, you know, like a former self, and you know, to use it as time travel towards something that we're where we are not that cynical, and we are bypassing so much of our rational thought that you know within the creative process, these are always things that stop us, and we're editing so many fun ideas out, and actually just being really raw and there and just that 11 and actually trying to seek that you know as Anita says the 11 out no because often it's like it's okay and we learn to compromise but you know every morsel and mouthful should be like that 11 in an experience when it comes to sound or when it comes to food or when it comes to human interaction you know we should always seek for that 11.
2: This has been an eleven for me. I like feel so like honored to be a part of this experience with you guys. I would like never, never have an experience like this. Uh, like I, yeah. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Well, we should we should continue. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: I'm, it, but... Go ahead, Caroline.
1: No, it just I think it's really beautiful to share it as well with, with people because I think so much about sharing food and obviously, you know, having this research for two years and now bringing it out in the open, actually testing it out. So I'm assuming this is after test, trial and error and trial and error, but nowadays it's a C and then, you know, having some feedback and comments that feel very much like what we're trying to achieve. It's wonderful as well, but I think it only comes alive when you have that, yeah, community together.
3: I personally have been really enjoying hearing the stories of reflection, you know, so I have my experience. And then to get to hear, you know, your description, Anita just like has so much windy to it, you know, and then to hear your, um, like the story behind the story, Caroline, and then just like stitches it together. So I I, I kind of want to sit there as other people have these experiences and, and hear what they have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It'd
3: be uh, lovely
1: to have Feedback as
3: well from other yeah. people who are filling in. Yeah,
2: and I like I find myself like sort of sad right now, like that there's not another one, and like wanting a way to like when I'm in need of inviting an eleven or like a certain state of mind or experience into my life, like as I'm about to do something creative, like a way that I could just have a, a sense of taste experience, like to to prompt it, to trigger, to launch that. So I'm, I'm hoping that more is to come with this. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should always carry a little vial of popping candy. (laughs) 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 Remind yourself just how powerful, just how powerful things are. And in like in our day to day, you know, like something as simple just to snap ourselves out of the everyday, you know, a a vial
3: ready by the front door when I enter. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I mean,
1: especially with the gobstopper is so much of that is the human impatience as well. You know, like people suck and then suddenly it's like there's this kind of come on, at that crunch and just letting bursting through the barrier. And I think it's amazing how much emotion there is when it comes to food and how you can, you know, like uh, play and manipulate not manipulate but modulate it with sound in that way as well. Because we're not manipulating anything. You're just highlighting and maximizing things that are there and is pushing them and unearthing things that are inherently there, like in a the, in the, in the pure nature.
3: So Caroline, for people who would like to get in touch with you um, or actually be able to access some of these ingredients if they didn't want to source them themselves, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, we have a website for our, for our things, which is unusualingredients.com. So you can either buy the album or you can buy the lockdown kit. And otherwise you can obviously always you know whether it's facetime instagram or contact me in any conversation about food and flavor or any any food experience is always highly welcome
3: yeah absolutely and i'll have all of those in the show notes uh and anita how can people get in touch with you um LinkedIn is a really good way.
2: Uh, you can also find my website, um, cause Um, I think there's a contact form thing there, but I've had people reach out to me on LinkedIn since the podcast show that we've done, and I've had some really wonderful conversations. So I invite more of those.
3: Amazing. Well, I'll have all of those in the show notes and I am so grateful for this experience. And um, I can't wait to continue sharing it with people. So thank you. Thank you you so much for having us and sharing that with me
1: here.
0: Well, listeners, as always, thank you for joining. And as I just mentioned, all of the information will be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed the show, please do not hesitate to rate it on the mediums that be. Until next time, I'm your host, Al Naimi. Hey there and welcome to the Hi Hello Sura show. I'm your host Sura al Nami. On this show we're joined by Caitlin Chana, reporter, philanthropist, entrepreneur, healthcare administrator, servant leader. These are just a few of the things that I would use to describe Caitlin's Hey there, and welcome to the Hi, Hello, Sura show. I'm your host, Sura Al-Namey. On this show, we're joined... Hey there, and welcome to the Hi, Hello, Sura show. I'm your host, Sura Al-Namey. On this show, we're joined by Caitlin Channer, philanthropist, entrepreneur, reporter, turned health administrator. On the show, we're unpacking her entrepreneurial journey. Not only was she the 2010 Olympic torchbearer, CEO of Love Letters, and founder of non-profit Real Stories for Real People, which was really inspired by her, okay. Hey there, and welcome to the Hi Hello Sura show. I'm your host, Sura al On this show, we're joined by Caitlin Channer and she has led such an extraordinary life. Philanthropist, reporter, entrepreneur, healthcare administrator, 2010 Olympic torchbearer, CEO of Love Letters, founder of nonprofit Real Stories for Real People. In this show, we are unpacking some of her learnings to date, such as how to reframe failure and criticism into learning and finding purpose, She also shares with us how she was able to live in discomfort and use her pain for fuel and creation. These are just some of the topics that we were able to get through in our short time together. So without further ado, thank you, Caitlin. Now, listeners, I will put all the references in the show notes. And as I mentioned near the beginning of the show, if you're interested in donating to Real Stories for Real People, that link will also be there. As we know, that's going to an amazing cause. If you enjoyed the show today, please do not hesitate to rate it and give us some feedback. Until next time, I'm your host, Sura al Caitlin, welcome
3: to the show.